For the Climate Discussion Nexus, I'm John Robson, and this is a readout video from our latest Wednesday Wake Up newsletter. In which the BBC actually complains of too much sunshine in the UK, while falsely implying that this spring was unusually warm there. And the Weather Network tells us that, thanks to climate change, the projection for the summer of 2020 in Canada is, of all weird things, normal. No, wait, they don't link it to climate change at all. But if there's a heat wave, you know what they'll say. There's also some good news in the newsletter about climate change and disease. Apparently, and I quote, death and disease from climate sensitive diseases and events are small relative to those from all causes and getting smaller, end quote. So that's good news, or at least it would be if you actually wanted good news on the climate front instead of a constant drumbeat that doom looms, including weeds overrunning our fields, more and worse cancer, and fish retreating into the depths of the ocean to starve. All of which really have just been predicted. Along with the finding that trees are getting smaller and younger due to the stress of excess CO2, also known as carbon pollution, or if you didn't sleep through biology class, plant food. And again, normally you'd think there being more young trees growing would be welcome news. Sounds like reforestation. But in the wacky world of climate change, there is no welcome news, and this is just one more harbinger of doom. Along with, and again I quote, the faster melting of polar ice sheets than projected earlier may lead to a nearly 1.3 meter rise in the ocean levels by 2100, end quote. That's if temperature rises by 4.5 degrees Celsius, as it will under, wait for it, the discredited RPC 8.5 scenario the alarmists just can't let go of. So if that's depressing you, here's a lighter note. It turns out that penguin poop gives off laughing gas. No wait, that's not a lighter note either. It seems nitrous oxide is really bad for the climate. And sadly, penguins are flourishing, so they're all going to die. And so are we. Now, excuse me folks, I just want to interrupt you watching the video for a moment to talk about you watching the video. Or, to be more precise, to say we're really gratified that so many people who've been watching our videos have also subscribed to the channel. But, about two-thirds of people who watch the videos still haven't. And so I want to urge you to do that. And also to like the videos. It helps us build our audience and build the channel. And it's easy to do. There's just a button down there, so you go right ahead. Well, I'll wait. Got it? Excellent. Thanks very much. And now, back to the video. There's lots more in the newsletter, including another rain-soaked 1919 or 2019 quiz, this time from Victoria, BC, home of the downpour. But has the climate emergency brought Victoria drought? Flooding? Any kind of more extreme precipitation patterns? Check the chart and see for yourself. And speaking of rain, and the clouds it falls from, we also talk about an effort to improve the notoriously unreliable climate computer models by sorting out just how to deal with clouds and cloud formation. Unfortunately, it discovered essentially that you can make the models say anything you want. As the authors put it with some delicacy, quote, Given current uncertainties in representing convective precipitation microphysics and the current inability to find a clear observational constraint that favors one version of the author's model over the others, the implications of this ability to engineer climate sensitivity need to be considered when estimating the uncertainty in climate projections, end quote. 
which in English says, since you can make the model say anything you want, exercise some restraint in torquing it. And there's another newsletter item about modeling and its limitations, which has to do with aerosols. See, most of the models say that CO2 causes a lot of warming. And since there wasn't a lot of warming in the 20th century, they go, ah, that's because aerosols cause a lot of cooling. Unfortunately, it turns out at least some aerosols don't actually cause as much cooling as the models need them to cause. Another way of saying CO2 doesn't cause as much warming as the modelers think it does. But again, the problem here is that if you have enough parameters, you can always tweak your model so that it fits known past data while continuing to predict disaster going forward. Unfortunately, at some point the future becomes the present, then we can check your predictions against the data, and so far the models haven't looked good when we do that. For all these things and more, visit our website, that's climatediscussionnexus.com, and if you're not already a subscriber, sign up for the Wednesday Wake Up, which is free, as are the videos, which you can also find on YouTube at ClimateDN. And they now include the Short Take series with my new colleague Kiara. By the way, one of the great things about my job is seeing how many people in how many places are watching the videos, reading the newsletter, and joining the conversation. You've seen our logo, it's that globe. And in fact, you know, we're getting input from people in Australia telling us, oh yeah, we've got lots of bugs and we've also got some pretty big kangaroos. We've got people commenting from the United States, from Europe, from all over the world. And it's great because we're really trying to get a conversation going here that's civil but vigorous among everybody who's concerned about sanity in the science and public policy of climate. But as you know, making the videos and producing the newsletter aren't free. So please also, if you find our work worthwhile, go to the donate page, if you're not already a backer, and make a pledge. One time or monthly, big or small, it's all really important in helping us to continue to produce them. For the Climate Discussion Nexus, I'm John Robson.